All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And we're going to start today instantaneously by announcing the 10 lucky winners who got digital download versions of the Wayne's World 25th anniversary movie, courtesy of Penelope Spheris, courtesy of Talk is Jericho. Party time! Excellent! Party on! Party on, Wayne! Party on, Garth. It's Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! Excellent! Showing! Party on, Wayne. Party on, Chris. Party on, Chris Jericho. All right. Thanks to everyone who tweeted party on to at Talk is Jericho on the Twitter and use the hashtag Wayne's World 25. And congrats to all of the following sexy beast winners. Good luck to you. We had hundreds and hundreds of submissions, but here are the 10 that we chose. Ashley Canfield at A Canfield on the Twitter. Chris McDonald at KDog96. Julian Baez at J Baez SBS. Samantha at Sammy Mags28. Phil Munson at P Money59 on the Twitter. Sammy at Sammy Punk. Matthew Davis at MWFD. Palmer at Shane Palmquist. Rob Brown at Rob Brown PA78. Amanda Marone at Ashes Bodashes on the Twitter. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Congrats, you are the big winners for the uh, Wayne's World 25th anniversary edition of the classic movie, courtesy of Penelope Spheris and Talk is Jericho. If you haven't checked out that episode, you definitely should. She uh, told hilarious stories about what it was like on the set of Wayne's World, working with Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Alice Cooper, uh, Meatloaf, Chris Farley, I think I might have said that already, Rob Lowe, and also what it was like to make The Decline of the Western Civilization Part 2 with Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne, Lizzie Borden, so many more. Two of my all-time favorite movies with uh, one of my favorite directors, Penelope Spheris. And thank you guys for uh, uh, submitting your um, your requests to win the Wayne's World 25th anniversary. Like I said, we had literally, literally hundreds. So we are so excited to uh, to continue today. We got a huge show making their podcast debut, the first podcast ever. It's Handsome Rusev and Lana. I love Handsome Rusev. It's great. They are together here on Talk is Jericho, talking about being partnered at NXT, how they eventually fell in love and debuted on the main roster at the 2014 Royal Rumble. You'll hear what Dusty Rhodes did for them both and why Wade Barrett may no longer hold the title for worst Dusty impression ever on Talk is Jericho. I think Lana might have uh, beaten him. Rusev also talks about growing up in Bulgaria, how he learned to speak English and all the odd jobs he had when he first came to America. Some classic stuff. You hear how they balance real life and work life since they really are married. But before we get to Rusev and Lana, the Talk is Jericho uh, army is growing. And thanks to all of you who have already signed up for the TIJ automated email service. For those of you who have not, what are you waiting for, man? Don't be a loser. Be cool. Don't be a nerd. Be uh, be the Fonz. Just go to podcastone.com slash Jericho. You'll be in the know when it comes to the show. Be able to share all your favorite episodes with a single click of the button uh, because you'll get all the information emailed you to, uh, emailed right, to your, uh, right to your computer every week telling you what guests are going to be on the show uh, what subjects are going to be on the show uh, you'll find all that out just like last week uh, the ridiculous talk and shop live in Mexico City with uh, Gallows Anderson and Enzo Amore gotta check it out and don't forget uh, this week's Wayne's World 25th anniversary podcast with Penelope Spheris so go do that now podcast1.com slash Jericho and you'll get all the information on upcoming shows uh, speaking of shows that were just recent how about the uh, 2017 Royal Rumble I am the 61 minute 
minute man. I lasted the longest. I know it was uh, 60 minutes and 13 seconds, but I'm rounding up, and it makes a good uh, it makes a good nickname. So, anyways, thanks to Dave Melser on the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I got some really cool um, little bits of Royal Rumble trivia that you might want to know. Uh, so, uh, Jericho broke the all time record for most time spent in the Royal Rumble for a career at four hours, 56 minutes, and 59 seconds from 10 Royal Rumbles. The old record was three hours, 57 minutes, and 37 seconds by Triple H. Only six wrestlers have done three hours total. That's me, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kane, Mysterio, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, So it looks like that record will stay for a long time. My 60 minutes and 13 seconds in the Rumble, even though I am the 61-minute man, was the fifth longest in Rumble history, trailing Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, Bob Backlund, and Triple H. Uh, Randy Orton, who won uh, this year and in 2009, joins only Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, John Cena, Batista, and Triple H as multiple winners. Who won the most Royal Rumbles? Steve Austin, 97, 98, 2001. Uh, With four eliminations, The Undertaker's career total is now 39, tying Shawn Michaels for second place behind who has the most Royal Rumble eliminations of all time? Kane. He's got 44. Uh, Braun Strowman eliminated the most people this year with seven and tied with Roman Reigns last year to eliminate the most with five. So uh, a little bit of a little trivia there. And Big Show in his 12th Royal Rumble is tied with Shawn Michaels for second place behind Kane at 19. Undertaker has 11. Uh, he's tied with Goldust for fourth place. And in sixth place, it's a tie between Mark Henry, The Miz, and me with 10 Royal Rumbles. Cool. Nice little uh, little tidbits there, a little bit of Royal Rumble trivia. Always one of the favorite pay-per-views of the year, one of the favorite matches of the year. And once again, thanks to Dave Meltzer at Wrestling Observer Newsletter for the uh, fine little bit of trivia. And we got Rusev and Lana coming up. Talk is Jericho. So you got the water, you got coffee, you guys all good? Yeah. I have to be uh, be uh, cognizant of my guest. This is your first podcast you've ever had with, with Lana and handsome Rusev. <laughs> Super handsome, man. And, and it's funny because you called yourself handsome Rusev on Raw last week and then broke your nose. I did. How did, how did, how did you break it? Uh, we had this big eight man on Monday Night Raw and Kofi went for a little jump in crossbody. And I caught him, but instead of catching him, like, his hands over, I went this way, I don't know why. And his hip landed right on my nose. Ooh. And it turned, like, I felt my nose, like, turn right in my brain. Uh-huh. And I knew right away he came, and I'm like, I think I broke my nose. Ooh, and you could tell right away, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, man, what happened? So much And I let go of my hands, and it's like a dragon. Just... <sighs> All over the bleeding. So much so blood. Much blood. So much I've blood. never seen so much blood in my life. It was crazy. You know, it's it's interesting because like when you've been in the business as long and you've been working for a long time, but you know instantly when something happens like that, like you know, okay, oh, that hurt, like Royal Rumble. You feel sore and you feel some pain, but when something like that serious happens, you know, like, oof, this is gonna be bad. Did you get Did you get the black eyes? I got a little black eyes, a lot of swelling in my nose, but luckily enough, it was broken straight, so they didn't have to move anything. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole thing, the story was the greatest because I'm bleeding, the doctor can't stop the bleeding. And I took it off for a second so I can breathe, and, and, she, and Lana goes, no, 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 put that towel, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Thanks for the support, honey. It was just so much like gushing 
guts of blood. It wasn't uh-huh. blood. It was like intestines of gl- um, blood coming out of his neck. So, you know, how is that for you being, obviously, you guys are married for real. This is a real life relationship. And, you you know, you guys are playing your characters and playing your parts. But when you see your husband, you know, get crunched in the nose and he is bleeding all over the place, how is that for you as a, as, as a wife? Yeah, I think definitely more urgency comes in. And so when the blood kept on going, 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 I st- there was a part of me that started freaking out. I'm like, oh, wow. Thank you. I still was joking. Yeah, screaming for the doctors. And, um, but he still makes me laugh because he looks at me and he's like, I'm so sad. Rusev, handsome Rusev is dead. <laughs> now that you're even more handsome now. That's what I was saying. In my head, I imagine my nose on this side. I was like, man, oh, that's it. You imagine that John Cena broken nose. Yes. Remember, like something just oh, horribly so misshapen. Yours isn't bad in, no, in comparison. No, so, so we're talking, you guys, and we mentioned just, uh, just to start off here, you guys are legitimately married. And I know for me, like going away from my family onto the road is hard, but it's also kind of good because you get a little break. You guys are on the road together. Then you go home together then you're back on the road together is that uh how is that as a, as a married couple please <laughs> <laughs> well i think i probably drive him crazy sometimes i just i feel like i never turn off wrestling and never turn off um like trying to create and so i have to kind of be like okay for the next hour, we're not going to talk about like storylines mm. or pitches or wrestling or my 17 ideas of how we're going to become <laughs> multi-billionaires. Um, so when he's a really good balance for me, I, he calms me down a lot. I'm a, but it is hard whenever you get a couple of the boys together, when you eventually just start talking about wrestling. Yeah. It's just kind of what yeah. we do. Yeah. Do you guys have other things that you do besides wrestle together? Like, What are some of the things that you guys like to do that aren't wrestling? We watch TV shows a lot. Uh-huh. She gets me on all kinds of weird TV shows. That what are some of your favorites right now? We just watched the OA. The, what's the OA? It's on Netflix. It's one of those original series. It's called OA. OA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. It's I'm a I love watching TV shows. I'm all just binge on TV shows. But she shows. binges. I can't binge. <laughs> when you watch like ten in a row, sort of thing, or something oh, yeah. like this, yeah. Like once I start, I can't stop. If it's a good show, I could. I, um, Stranger Things on Netflix. Yeah, that was great. I literally watched. I think in like 24 hours. Especially when we're on the road so much. Like you said, you go on an airplane or you go on a bus or whatever it may be. It's the perfect time to be binge watching. I was like that with Game of Thrones. I was about three or four seasons behind and started watching it. And like, you know, three months, I've got the whole thing up to date. Because we've got a lot of time sitting around, uh, you know, every week. But I get numb to it. Like I can't. It just gets, even if it's interesting, it's just like I lose interest. Like, man, I don't want to watch this thing anymore. Yeah. Something else. Let me read some Harry Potter. But you're a big reader too. I people I, might not I know. I'm a big reader, but I read. Rusev, the uh, Bulgarian beast, is actually a very uh, a- a- avid reader. It's good for the kids, you know. I'm trying to teach the kids that books are better than TV. <laughs> Rusev doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for the kids. Now let me ask you: this. You grew up in, in Bulgaria yeah. for real, yeah. and you're reading books in English. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. You must be very intelligent to be able to do this. You know. Yes. <laughs> How, where did you, when did you learn English? I started learning in third grade because, you know, I was playing a lot of video games, watching a lot of movies, and I had this fixed idea that I got to go, gotta go to the United States of America. It's like my mission in life since a kid mm-hmm. was to go to the United States of America. So English was always like, I got to learn English, you got to learn English. And it was like an optional thing. You don't have to, mm-hmm. but I think I was the first one in class always. Uh, so that's how I started in third grade. 
because you, you said because you, you wanted to go to the states is that kind of the um the goal for for a lot of kids in in bulgaria to want to get out so i mean it's pretty weird to have a dream to go to a country and i was watching wrestling at the time mm. and i know the wrestling happens in the united states mm-hmm. so this was this was the one i knew what i was going to do in third grade even in third grade you yeah. knew you wanted to be a wrestler it was so weird wow so that's eight or nine years old maybe not even seven years old yeah, eight years old eight, uh, so seven i was nine years old I think, yeah. wow and so they had WWE in Bulgaria? No, it was very, very weird. You have these VHS, VHS tapes that only a couple of people in the whole city have. So you gotta go get it from one guy to the other guy. And you're a kid. Oh, and wow. You wanna share it because it's a treasure. <laughs> uh, and you gotta watch him and, you know, just watching Hogan firing up and waving that flag and it's like the American propaganda is what got me into wrestling. You're kidding me. So it's almost kind of like an underground bootleg thing where someone got a cassette and would pass it along. Wow. And then cable TV came on whatever year it was. Mm-hmm. It was then on cable. It was the Attitude Era happening, WCW and all that. We, we had that with a, a porno movie. Porno movies. You know, you couldn't you couldn't just go online and watch it. My friend Dan Gujan had, I think it was called Candy Striper Girls or something, and he got it. And so that videotape would get passed around, and then somebody's parents found it and took it away, and so we lost our porno pipeline. <laughs> well, we, my, my parents owned like a videotape store, so we had a lot of porn. Okay. <laughs> that was never a problem for me. But we did, did not watch kids. Yeah, dude, and dude, we would never watch, and that was the only one. I never got to see it. Just I just tried. Yeah, I, when it was my turn, it got taken away. So, but, so you you would watch these tapes and would, was there other friends that you had who were into wrestling? Uh, not that many. It was mostly it was people grown-ups. Mm. Wrestling was kind of like people don't get it. Mm-hmm. And all my parents see me watching like, oh, this is you know, fake. Or this sure. Is, like, how is it fake? They land on that thing every night. That You can't fake that. Mm. So, so when you're growing up in Bulgaria, it's Eastern Europe, what was it like there, what, 80s or so? Is it, It's not communist. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with what Bulgaria is. It's well, more like Romania or something like this? Or So you know Romania, but not Bulgaria. Well, no, I don't. Romania, because <laughs> Dr- Dracula's from Romania. If Dracula's from Bulgaria, I would know. Well, they said that Dracula died in Bulgaria. Okay, well, there you go. Well, who's the most famous Bulgarian? Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I was ready for something. <laughs> but I mean, no, seriously, I mean, I'm a big hockey fan, but there was never many Bulgarian hockey no, players. expensive to play. You got to get all the equipment. Sure. But, you know, you talk about there's Russia and there's, you know, there was a form of Czechoslovakia and all these other countries that had hockey that you, even Belarus was a, was a yeah. country that at least would be low level. But Bulgaria, you would never hear anything no, about it, maybe. I don't even know if we have a team. Soccer is really popular. Mm. Football, you know. We have a lot of famous uh, soccer players. We have weightlifters, you know, wrestlers, especially back in the day, in the 80s, when we used to be a, a communist country satellite to USSR. Oh. We were, yeah. So then, it was communist. Yes. Oh, yeah. We were under dictatorship and all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. When did that change? Uh, 1989. So you, you were basically born into communism and I then. Was born in it, but it was way too ideal. It was so early for me. Sure. I remember any of it. And then it just switched over. Yeah, but speaking to my mom, it was bad. You know, we have coupons for food. <clears throat> for food, you have electricity two hours on, two hours off. Really? Yeah, yeah. Food was limited. Doesn't matter if you have money or not. Wow. It's interesting. Now, now, Lana, you actually are, I remember you saying before that you grew up in Russia at some yeah. point? or I grew up in, the, in Latvia, the former Soviet Union. Um, and we moved there in like 93. 
Hungary. From the States to yes. Latvia? My Why would you move to Latvia? Well, my parents were Christian mm-hmm. uh, missionaries. So oh, wow. My, yeah. So it was my mom's dream to always go to Russia and be a missionary there. And so when the wall fell, they moved there like two years afterwards. But and they help. kept on going, like started going in on 1989. Like right when the Berlin Wall fell, they started going to Russia and Latvia and Lithuania, Romania, Bulgaria, all those places. And how old were you at this time when you guys went? Um, I was like five. Okay, so you so I was really kind of grew up there. Yeah, I lived the there ways. from five to almost 18. So I went to, my forming years were there. Speaking and, Russian? Yes, speaking Russian. I went to a Russian school. I went to a performing arts school. So I was trained by the crazy Russian ballet teachers. It's so funny because people sometimes will go, oh yeah, Londa's just got this Russian accent. But she's really from Florida. It's like, no, she really speaks Russian. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it, that's why it works with you guys because there is that connection. It's not fabricated. You do have kind of that, that Eastern European thing going on. Yeah. She graduated. You're the first American to graduate. Yeah, right? I'm the first American to ever graduate um, the performing arts school. So when you say you're the crazy ballet teachers, what does that mean? Um, actually, a lot of my, uh, a lot of the ravishing Russian, Lana, I got, I take from my Russian teachers and, um, they would, my teacher would come in with like a paddle and she would smack us and, um, she had these long nails and she would dig it in. You're kidding me. Oh, she was nuts. She would throw her shoes. She would call us like a stupid fat cow. How would, how would you say that in Russian? Um, (laughs) <laughs> there you go. It's a little bit of a lesson for you guys. That's that stupid fat cow in yeah. Russian. Interesting. So it really is coming from that whole, like almost like a, the Bridget Nielsen in the Rocky movie where she's very straight and I'm going to beat you up type yeah. thing. And that's kind of what you had to deal with. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I think it's just like there was such a I feel very fortunate to grow up and emerge of both worlds. So I have my parents that are very American and my dad is so the, American, so American. And they're just their point of view <laughs> on life is so American. It's like my dad is always like shoot for the sky, like shoot for the stars. The sky's the limit. You can do anything anything all your dreams are possible I'm proud of you like you could get a bad grade on your test and he'd be like it's okay work harder I'm proud of you yeah so I grew up with like that great support system at home but then I would go to school where it's just crazy Russian <laughs> stupid <you> fat know, <laughs> cow <laughs> discipline and um, I think that's why I'm you know, Lana is she's such a extension of, of my mm. and myself because it's like I do associate myself as not just American, but Russian-American because of the way I was brought up. And both you guys have that, like the, a really good work ethic, which does come from your backgrounds. You know, I think that, that, that adds to it. I mean, even growing up, it's, it's, it's Canada, but growing up in, in Winnipeg, which is like minus 40, it's the prairies, it's always cold. It's kind of a little town where nothing really happens, but it really instills like a real drive uh, to kind of get the hell out of there and go and do what you, what you want to do. Get out of that cold. Yeah, well, yeah, and just get out of this nothing happening town. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and similar to what you said, Rusev, wanting to get into wrestling from a young age, not quite as young, maybe 10 or 11. But how does a guy from Bulgaria decide that you want to wrestle? How did you end up doing this? So I tried amateur wrestling mm-hmm. because I think that was the closest thing that's going to get me, but it just really wasn't my thing. It really was 
dinner because it's not on TV. It's completely different. <laughs> kind of boring in comparison. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's like, There's no ropes. Where's the ropes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't look good in a singlet, right? Um, so I tried that. It wasn't my thing. Then I got really into basketball. So I think I picked up a lot of athleticism. athleticism. Basketball. I played basketball. You, what, you, get, you got some jumps there. You got some springs in your legs or what? Uh, you know, you're you're big show in the face. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Machka, machka, machka. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, I did that, then I did, my parents did growing, you know, my mom mm. was world champion twice. Your mom was? Yeah. No, that seems Bulgarian, like rowing, yeah. raw, strong, <laughs> yeah. right? So I tried to pick up rowing, and it really was going good for me for a few years, but then I ran into the whole politics situation. Meaning? When, you know, your nephew is, you know, so-and-so, and your president's nephew, whatever it is, so they put him in the boat instead of me. Really? Even though you might not go as fast? Yeah, yeah. Really? Was, yeah, it was a very disappointing time. I feel like this is the first time I hit, like, harsh reality. Like, mm. Wow, like, it doesn't matter what you do, like... I can't do anything. Even though you're better because your last name is not the same as yeah. the president, for example. Yeah, and I, I just got really disappointed, so I quit the whole thing. Like, I quit wrestling. And I was going to sports school, which they don't have in America. Which you go to school in the morning for three hours, then you go to practice, then you go again uh, to school for three hours, then you go practice again. Mm -hmm. It's like a magnet school for sports. Magnet school for sports. Mm, okay. Which my mom graduated, my dad did. So as I forget that, I started doing some shot put. Um, which came really natural. It was very easy for me, but it was like me. <laughs> Once again, it seems like a very Eastern European shot put it's and very... discus throwing powerful <laughs> things, right? This whole thing, but again, it's not. I, I feel like I always wanted to entertain. Like, and this was not entertaining for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then um, I had the opportunity to come to the United States of America as an exchange student. Mm. So I had to uh, come for four months, work, and then go back. Where did you go to in the States? Richmond, Virginia. Ooh, how was that going to uh, well, it was farm, uh, farmland? <laughs> I, I had to paint houses. I've never painted in my life. Um, it was 100 degrees outside with 100% humidity. <laughs> they expected me to climb a ladder on the third floor and paint. <laughs> Little to be said, I got fired a month later. I got thrown out on the streets. Like, because I know nobody. I've been a month in. Mm -hmm. I got thrown out by my own comrades, Bulgarian people. They were my employees. They threw me out, literally. Like, threw because you weren't a good painter? They threw you out? good. Oh, yeah. wow. And I had a contract, but I guess to them it didn't matter. Threw me out. I had no money. I had nowhere to go. They kicked me out of the house that they provided. So um, I was just stuck. It's like, you know, the streets, and you look left, and you see woods. You see right. You see, like, trees. And it's like, what do I do now? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, eventually, like, I met a couple of guys that they let me stay with them. We were like eight people in a two bedroom apartment. But, but the, that day, or where did you live for a couple of days? Well, the, the people that we used to work with, they kind of didn't like the guys. They're like, okay, kid, just come with us. Okay. You can stay here. So I was really, really grateful. And um, eventually, it worked at Wendy's for a week. <laughs> You're not good at uh, normal jobs, are you? No, it's just you work at Wendy's, right? And you have three. <laughs> Three guys that work and seven managers. Like, how is that even? Right. This is so American. We need more workers than managers. And you have 20 minutes downtime between rush hour. Oh, let's clean the store. Like, how about rest? <laughs> you need to put mustard with the W on top of the burger. I'm like, what? First of all, who's going to open the burger to see the W? And second, if you turn it upside down, it's McDonald's. 
And the manager goes, oh, I never really thought about that. <laughs> See, I never knew that. You have to put it in a W. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And I was like, man, I speak five languages. I cannot do this for... Did you speak five languages and you learned in Bulgaria? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Oberlin, Russian, English, Bulgarian, and then you speak Serbian and Macedonian because they're close to Bulgaria. Wow. You're like Cesaro. Yeah, but he got all the puppies. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got Macedonian. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> so how many languages do you speak, Lana? Um, I speak three. Russian. Russian. English, and a little bit of Latvian. Wow. You guys, are, you guys are much smarter than I am. I can speak Spanish. Okay. I can speak Spanish. When I lived there, I could speak it. So, so you're working at, at Wendy's, and, and, and still that sucks. You get fired from there or quit or whatever. I left. Okay, and you I left. I was even embarrassed to go get my check because <laughs> I just worked a week. <laughs> my friends are you kidding me? That's money. <laughs> so then I got a few jobs, and then whatever. Uh, my friend said, hey, I'm going to move to California. Mm. And I'm like, oh, now you're talking. Hollywood? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm like, count me in. Uh -huh. I, had, I had no, I had $300 from working shitty jobs and we're moving cross country driving in a 1988 Oldsmobile <laughs> drove cross country no stopping we don't have that money for hotels mm -hmm. one drives one sleeps so we get there and start kind of you know find my few places around the work and uh, it was not until three years later there was a pay-per-view in San Diego Great American Bash when Randy broke his collar mm, right um, I watched it, I went out, and I saw a business card for wrestling school. And I used to live in, in LA, and the wrestling school in San Diego. I'm like, San Diego, I don't care, I'll drive, I want to do this, this is my dream. But then I went to the website, researched, and there was a school about 40 miles from me, 50 miles. So I signed up that week, uh, Backyard Wrestling with Rick Drazen. Rick Drazen. Yeah, mm -hmm. the equalizer. <laughs> he was big in bodybuilding back in the day with Arnold, and then he was a, a professional. Yeah, I've heard that name before, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I trained with him for six months, and as soon as I got there, I felt very comfortable with everything, because I was always been athletic, even though I was a big guy. Mm -hmm. uh, then six months later, I feel like I got everything in my brain, and he had nothing new to teach me. Mm -hmm. I want challenges. I want more and then Rikishi opened his own school, uh, Knox Pro in uh, LA. Him, Gangrel, and Reno and Y, which is a cousin of uh, of uh, Rikishi. Oh, so I didn't know you trained with Rikishi and Gangrel. Yeah. Okay, those are good good workers then. Oh, yeah, great guys. yeah, great guys. Yeah. And I signed up with him, and I started. Who was your first match with? Oh, do you remember a show match? It was even before that. I worked in San Diego against Ariel Star. Ariel Star. Yeah. And what was your name? Ah, uh, I was the Bastion Bulgarian. <laughs> of Which course you. Got, the name that I got was when I used to drive taxi back in the day. Back in the day in LA. I used to, I was You've done every job. Oh, he was I was a, he was a taxi cab driver. I was a taxi cab. I worked in a strip club. I was a construction. I was a construction manager. I was a welder. Um, Wendy's. I did Wendy's, yeah. Painter. Everything. Every job under the sun I've done. Pizza boy. Let's not forget about that. And always had two jobs at the same time. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to pay bills. Did, did you have, a, have to get a visa or something like that? Or just under the table? Oh, yeah. yes. I had a visa. That's I why I was a pizza boy. <laughs> I had all the visas. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely legit. Just so you know. <laughs>
This, this is Talk is Jericho. So how about you, Lana, when you're talking about being in Russia and being the, the, the ballet school and all this other stuff, you eventually moved back to Florida. How- I moved to New York City. Okay. And I was dancing there professionally um, with Alvin Ailey and other dance. Um- so professionally, you mean you're doing ballets? Yeah, I actually started dancing um, professionally ballet when I was 11 years old. So I started doing like all the the Latvian National Ballet Company whenever they needed like roles for wow. younger. Um, like Swan Lake type yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, I did Swan Lake, the Nutcracker, and once you turn 15, you're a lot of times put in the corps de ballet. So I was dancing with the corps de ballet starting like at 15, and an opera. So I got I was able to do. All the checklist of like wow, Nutcracker, Swan Lake, all the famous ballets. Very young, um, and then I was dancing in New York with Alvin Ailey, which is more of a contemporary. Is dance. that a, you mentioned his name? Is that is that yes. a big? Well, he's, big... Uh, Alvin Ailey is a huge. He was one, he was one of the first African Americans that started a um, dance company that was predominantly African American. So oh, okay. I was one of the only white girls. Right. There. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to go there because I was like, I want to learn the different forms of dance because I had always grown up in such a strict ballet like um kind of exactly like the ravishing Russian like in my I wore my hair in a bun every day like super restricted and I was like I want to learn like African dance I want to learn break dancing I want to learn hip-hop I want to learn this thing that you know you can is more soulful Mm -hmm. so I went to these places that really challenged me let's just say like when it came to rhythmically or like just different forms of dance and so I danced there for a year and then it's a, it's such an art form dancing really when I did dance with the stars yeah. to try and yeah. learn it yeah. and I was amazed at just how how strict and how you know you talk about use muscles you never knew you had like just just it was such a workout yes. and then when you get into it, like the lines of like for the ballroom dance the finger has to go down like your hand is up but the the, the middle finger has to kind of be down yeah. and all these little things you don't learn all about the lines and the mm-hmm. form it's really uh, amazing very impressive it takes years of perfection yeah yeah because um, when you can dance yeah. good it's amazing but 99% of the world cannot dance no. you know pushing the car yeah yeah everyone tries to be funny dancing yeah. and that's what you gotta learn right away you gotta get that out of your head and be serious about yes. how how the art of it is yeah and it just takes anything if it's wrestling or if it's ballet or if it's acting it, they say to be sure. a master at something it takes 10,000 hours wow so just to be great at anything it's gonna take years of putting a lot of work in mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Life into right. It. Um, but I went to Florida State. Um, I wanted to, Florida State has one of the best dance programs in the United States, and I my dad really wanted me. I was auditioning for a lot of different conservatories, but my dad wanted me to get the American experience. So um, I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I want to grow not just as an artist and not just as a storyteller, but I want to grow. I feel like the more we can learn about life and um, have life experiences, yeah, we sure. become a better storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked Florida State and now I'm looking back, I'm like, that was one of the best decisions because I think it's the only quote parentheses normal experience I've ever had you know the college book (laughs) experience I went to um, had and really the most American thing I ever Mm -hmm. experienced because I grew up I'd never had prom I didn't grow up in America right yeah none of that stuff huh I'm really thankful I was able to tailgate and go to football games and take normal classes and 
So I learned a lot from there. Um, I so what led you into wrestling, though? Wrestling. Well, I moved to L.A. right after um, college, and I just would same type of thing, like go from job to auditioning, auditioning, getting a job, then like not getting a job for six months, um, struggling, sleeping in my car at times because I was like, I can't afford my, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get an apartment, just like the the struggle of you know, pursuing your dream. Right. Um, but I was always like, I'm not going to go home. I'm not going to, I'm not going to return home until I can hold my head up high. And, um, so at one point, I guess oh, I was a couple of years. Yeah. 2012, they did the big diva search, um, worldwide. And I kept on, they kept on requesting me to come in and I was like, through like a modeling agency or were yeah you, it was actually gotcha. through my acting agent, acting agent and I was just thinking the whole entire time there's gonna be no way I'm gonna get this job were you a wrestling fan um I was a wrestling okay. fan and I just felt not like that that's a prerequisite I was just curious yeah I um I honestly just felt like there's no way I was gonna get it um because I knew every girl I knew in LA was being called in for this audition and I was like, there's no way. There's this no this means that they're they're doing it for three months. And so finally I came in and I kept on being called back and called back again. And um, then one time I was finally there was like the one of the final callbacks. There was about 40 of us girls. And Eva literally standing in front of me is Lexi, and standing behind me is Jojo. And I'm like looking at Lexi's like little Who's Lexi? Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So she's standing in front of me with like her perfect little bikini body and <laughs> Jojo's going in there like singing like all these crazy things I'm like oh gosh there's no way I'm gonna I mean there's just no what am I gonna do yeah I'm not gonna and um so JJ was there um and she was she basically was like she knew I spoke Russian and she she's our like, talent yeah, one of our talent, talent coordinators yeah. PR mm-hmm. and um so she was like speak Russian when you go in. I was like, okay, cool. So I just started speaking Russian. Who was the, who are you speaking so to? So it was Triple H right in front of me, um, Kristen Prouty, um, Canyon, Bill DeMont, and so. <laughs> the whole gang. I literally just start speaking Russian. And then I go, I switch over to the speaking perfect English and I knew I got their attention. Uh, like the reaction and all their faces. I was like, okay. And then I was like, and I can break dance. And I'm in a little skirt and high heels and they're like, break dance for us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I start break dancing. And this With skirt, no music? I no music. Just, there you anything. go. And I'm pretty sure. Your mom didn't give you the beat? (laughs) (laughs) So that's what you have to do, though, is catch the attention, right? And you're very outgoing, so obviously you probably, once you realized that you caught their attention, probably worked it and did your thing. I'm I'm really thankful for that. It's amazing how how it's changed, like the the, the nationwide diva search, and now they would never do that, it seems. Now they're looking for college athletes and all that sort of thing. It just shows the, the switch in the, the yeah. philosophy well actually with us they did so the, after those like 40 girls they picked 12 of us and mm. then they put us they were specifically looking for athletic like models actresses dancers and then they put us through a month of before they signed us they put us through a month boot camp basically, yeah of us training yeah. every day makes sense it's like oh yeah you can look 
look hot, right. but like, can are you athletic? And, and I'm sure there was a lot of girls and guys too that yeah. show up thinking it's going to be easy. Oh, I'm going to make yeah, easy money. I get in wrestling and I'm weigh 300 pounds, yeah. solid muscle, or I got a bikini butt mall. And then you actually start taking some bumps and realize like, holy oh shit. Oh my gosh. I remember the first sucks. time, the first bump I took, Sarah, so Sarah was our coach. Um, Sarah Del Rey. Del Rey. And Norman. And I remember. Oh, smiley. Smiley. This ain't like Swan Lake, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> How did you uh, end up in the WWE, Rusev? So um, I've been training for three years now or so with Knox Pro. Mm. With Rikishi and everybody. Yeah. Rikishi and I picked up as much information as I because you know they've been in the business for so long. Mm-hmm. And they have all the knowledge and. Uh, they thought that I was ready in 2010 SummerSlam. They sent me for a tryout. And I went in early in the morning, Staples Center. I remember Jamie was there, Jamie Noble, Rigo, and uh, DJ uh, Tyson Kidd. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of us. They were looking for luchadors. But I guess I ended up in <laughs> Kind of the opposite of luchador. <laughs> and we get in, we start working out, and I almost got in a fight. Well, I might try it. What happened? Do so tell. I'm working this this guy because you know everything's on the fly. You get in and you do whatever. They just say like this guy and this guy get you in there and do something, in, right? Do something. All right, fine. And it was a big dude. I'm like, okay, it'll be fun. Did you know him at all? No. Okay, never met him before. Guys, right? We get in and we start working out, and he hits me with the stiffest clothes like right in my mouth. Mm. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You're excited. Maybe maybe it was one off. Second time, hits me with exactly the same. I'm like, this yeah. is not right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cover. As it covers me, as I kick out, I drive my form right in his face. <laughs> Bang! Because <laughs> I was like, I guess, I, I, I get it. Everybody's excited. Everybody wants a job. But once is okay. Twice is, dude, yeah. watch it. Yeah. And you know, once is, but, so everybody saw that. And, oh, whoa, 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 okay. Leave, leave. I'm like, Man, I shouldn't have done that, but it's not right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let him get away with it, and I look like a... No, absolutely. I did the same thing with Shane McMahon at Survivor Series this year. Yeah. He gave me one good one, he gave me another good one, I drop-kicked him right in the face, and I said, calm down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sorry. Take it easy. Come on. Sometimes just... You have to, you, you know, you have to, because then what's going to happen? He's going to do it a third time, fourth time, drop you on your head? That's not yeah, right. Exactly. Right. But just a bad position for you to be in during your tryout, yeah. right? But I had to do what I had to do. I feel like I was right. And I think everybody outside, like TJ and them, they saw mm. that I was not in the room. Mm-hmm. And then I later on, I started working with a couple other guys. Everything went smooth. And Jamie, Jamie and I was like, all right, lock up, kid. So I lock up with him. He asked me how old I am. Am I on, you know, uh, what's happening with me? He kind of liked me, I guess. And then John, John, the other night, was shook. You know, because they don't tell you, okay, we like you, we like you. Mm-hmm. It's like an audition. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Like, you just leave and you keep watching the show. And then John, the other night, came like, do you have any problems, you know, moving forward? And I'm like... No. no way. Because <laughs> we have a pizza. We need, we need pizza boys there. <laughs> We're like, here, we'll sign you. That quickly? That quickly. Wow. That's great. But then I couldn't go because of my, you know, my visa has expired. Ooh. 
So yeah. then would you have to go back to Bulgaria or would you have but to? But then WWE helped me get it. Okay. But it what took a, me, it took me about a year. But what a horrible, like you finally, here you go, you can't have it. I know, it was so bad. <laughs> Did you feel too that like, you know, I know in typical wrestling or, or even show business like that, once I had my chance, they're never going to call me back. There's no way, there's no way some other Bulgarian's going to come in there and I'll be done forever. I was, it was like the worst, like, because you've worked so hard. Yeah. And I always like, even training, I was like, WWE is just for this like superstars mm -hmm. it's like, like semi-god <laughs> it's like me I'm just me I work out hard and do everything what I have to but I never thought I'm gonna make it as much as I loved it and then when it came the opportunity and I couldn't it was like man like, this is it like yeah I'm never gonna get a call again yeah I remember I tried to get into ECW for a year I called Paul Paul Heyman every week never would answer or he would answer and say it was somebody else other than him or it would go to the answer machine and call and call and call and call and finally one Saturday afternoon I was living in Calgary I get a call from uh, from Chris Benoit he goes hey I'm in Philadelphia Paulie wants you to work a match tonight against Ultimo Dragon I'm like when tonight tonight I'm in Calgary how am I gonna get to Philly it's like 10 in the morning and this is the before the days of hot wire or some calling that there's no way I could get in on time I would get in at 9 or 10 and I remember just like that's it I had my chance I'll never get called again ever and then like a month later I got called but that's how you feel like yeah. like as if it's my fault that he called me at 10 a.m. to get to Philly which you know I live on the other side of the damn world my basically so so when you finally go to go to FCW and you're when did you guys finally like meet each other Way you, later. okay so you'd already you started before she did yes okay gotcha After FCW started off really nice everything like I feel like people like me but then I tore my knee Oh, my wow. ACL, my meniscus. That's another big injury. I'm not a big injury. And now you've. Wow, six months? Six months. Eesh. Once again, you're thinking, oh, I'm done. Because like, I was a little bit in a row. Like, I had a good thing with Shaw Guerrero, Eddie's uh, daughter. She was my manager. At the time. Oh, okay. She was introducing me and all that. Dream put us together. Because she was still brand new. She didn't know much. And. Uh, what was your name at that point? I was Alexander Bruce. Alexander Bruce. Gotcha. my name as soon as I got. Gotcha. Um, so I did that. I tore my knee, and I was like, "Man, this is this is it." Like I've been here for a few months. I tore my knee. That's not a good thing. There's like 70 guys down there in that yeah. warehouse with the three rings. Old FCW. Yeah. Old FCW. You gotta lose your spot right away. Yeah. I worked out. I worked hard. Came back six months later. A couple months later, I broke my neck. What? <laughs> Jeez, man. You had some bad luck. I know. It was the worst. They must be thinking, what's with this guy? How did you break your neck? I had no idea. Wow. Like, I thought, oh, man, my shoulder hurts. And I went to the doctor. And it was like, okay, let's do some MRIs. But we, I went to the MRI. And I said, oh, let's just do the neck, too. I'm like, the neck. Like, that makes no sense. But whatever. I came out. I was like, doctor, yeah, your shoulder is bad, but your neck is broken. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> what do you mean with it? Yeah, you're like, you need to have the surgery, no fuse, all that stuff. And I went with Dr. Maroon in Pittsburgh. I met him there. And I said, I remember this is very like vivid. I sat on the bed before my surgery. He goes, are you sure you want to have this surgery? Like, doctor. <laughs> Why is he asking you this? Why do you ask me this? <laughs> I don't know. I just have to ask. He's like, all right, let me have your hand. Squeeze it. So I squeeze it. I guess I have no power in my left one because it was like blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in me, in my real life, I don't feel any of that. Mm -hmm. 
He's like, okay, we're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're up for another six months? Uh, four months. Jeez, man. Another four months. Wow. Waiting for me. Yeah, wait, let's see. It's, it's, it's all fate. Now you, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Dusty Rhodes, the dream. Uh, did he have a lot of influence on you? A lot of advice? He's given me so many good and bad ideas that you have. Is no it good idea. and bad? What are, what are some of the bad ideas he gave you? Uh, he tried to make me a genie. <laughs> okay, hold on. Now we have a tradition where you have to imitate Dusty Rhodes. If you if you have, can you give me a, a quick a quick Dusty Rhodes telling you you have to be a genie? Baby, I see you with that new gear. You look like a genie. I want you to work with that Russian chick Anya, and she's gonna baby rub the lamb, and you're gonna appear. <laughs> I want you to be a genie. That's uh, crazy. I, I was trying, so it was new. Uh, I, I remember I came <laughs> home to Bulgaria the first time in a long time. And I was like, man, I'm just going to go out there. Because I, w- I used to wear a singlet. Mm-hmm. And I had all this. I'm like, I'm just going to go out the completely different direction. Mm-hmm. I started doing my hands up for my favorite movie, Dan Paul, like the bad guy. From what movie? Kickboxer. Uh, Kickbox. Oh, Kickboxer, gotcha. I took pretty much his whole stuff and I applied it on me. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I just put this... Fancy, not fancy gears, like shorts with a little thing. And, and Dream thought that I looked like a genie. So he made me do genie promos for the next three weeks. What's a genie promo? Well, he had the lamp and this kickboxing chick that we had back in FCW, she rubbed the lamp and I appeared. The lamp. The lamp. And then you're like, I'm going to give you three wishes tonight at the FCW arena. One, two, three. And Bill watches. He's like, Bill DeMar, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just following directions. <laughs> he's like, you got to be respectful. You got to go to Dream and say, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not and a good that, genie. I did Arnold. He told me to do, baby, well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, did, you, you did the good Dusty. So. <laughs> so he wanted me to do an Arnold because I'm a foreigner. I just came. Like a, like a Schwarzenegger? Yeah. So I came like at the airport with a tight jacket in a suitcase, speak no English, and just act confused. <laughs> and then we're gonna build from there to when I'm a superstar and I speak English and I'm good and all that. You just act confused. Oh, that's great. What did they bring you in as, Lana? Um, well, I came, when I, I started the first day in NXT when they opened. At the so, Performance Center. Performance gotcha. Center, yes. And um, they signed, out of the 12 girls out of my trial, they signed five of us to bring the development program and Eva Marie and JoJo were one of those. We all started the same day. And um, my third day was my first promo class. And... I mean, I guess Dusty loved me, but <laughs> I mean, how can you not? Um, <laughs> you're a sh- you're a schmoozer, though. You know how to work the system. Um, I, I maybe, um, <laughs> but also I think that he just like he, I would just crack him up because I had always had so many ideas. Like mm-hmm. from the very first day at promo class, I. A lot of the girls kind of made, I wouldn't say make fun of us new girls, but like we were, we were not. It's kind of the nature of the business. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, a little bit hazed. And um, so me and the new girls who hadn't wrestled before, they would tell us to ice us. So um, we, I would put ice packs on myself. And I remember even like uh, Miro, like 
this laughing at me. Remember walking? I walked through the gym and I had like a little ice thing. She had it here. I did not. I did not have it on my head. Like on my knees. So they're ribbing you, telling you to put ice on, which is almost a subtle like, what's wrong with these gears? They've been working for two days and they're icing everywhere. Yeah. And I called her Snigurichka, which means Snow White. Yeah, he named me Snow White in Russian. What is it? Snigurichka. That's what you said? Yeah, it's like the ice lady. It's like, what is happening here? So I decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna on this promo. I'm gonna make fun of myself. And so I came in for my first promo, and I had to put out like 15 ice bags all over my body, and starting with on my head. And I basically like was mocking everything that everybody was saying that I was weak, that I was not durable. And then I started I throwing them off, and then like just watch. I'm gonna come up on top at the end. Right. And Dusty loved it. <laughs> he stood up. He loved it. And he came. You know, I would go and talk to him all the time. And he's like, no matter what people think, like, continue to pitch all your ideas, continue. You know, you have, he put a seat in his office for me. And he was like, this is a seat for. You have to do it in his voice, though. Oh, gosh, I can't even. Um, um, baby, I want you to. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. You might have had the, the worst Dusty so far has been uh, Wade Barrett. Oh. You might have just beat him. <laughs> Oh, he's got that English. <laughs> Let me tell you something, baby. <laughs> so at least he put a seat in the office for you? Yeah, he had a seat there because I would literally come to him every single day with like either a, a board of ideas for storylines or a notebook. Every single day I would have a day. I'm like, okay, what about this storyline? What about this character development? So he never, he didn't really have to give me ideas. It was more like tweaking the ideas or trying to, you know, the mold. Um, but he, he made me his first PA for different, um, wow. I was like, I want to produce. And he's like, okay. Um, and made me like his first PA for different vignettes. No kidding. Um, See, but that's important. You're learning all aspects of the yes, business. You know yes. what I mean? You, the more you learn, the more valuable you are to the company. Mm-hmm. When and Dusty is like, that's what I think we, we miss now mm-hmm. when I go down to the performance center and I train, um, is that creative mind. Like he, I learned so much from him and mm. just of, of, of quite, just slightly like tweaking. I remember, um, after the, my first promo class, he wanted me to work with Rusinoff and that's what he, he, that's what he called you. Rusinoff. He messed Rusinoff. up the name. He's got all the wrong names and- <laughs> Rusinov. Enzo was Enzo. <laughs> Kip Stern was uh, was your best friend, Kevin Owens. Oh, Kip Stern? Yeah. Uh, what else did he he was trying to say Kevin Owens, but he said Kip Stern. I, very, I heard the story through somebody. It's like <laughs> they were cutting promos. Like, Kip Stern, go out there. They did cut a promo. And everybody's like, Kip Stern. He's not Kevin Steen. I guess it's Kip Stern for some reason. <laughs> it's like Pat one time, he gave the finish. He goes, JYD gives this. No, uh, uh, DVD gives the sprog flash to JYD. Translation, <laughs> RVD does the frog splash to Y2J. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted you to do something with Rus- Rus- Rusinov? Yeah, Rusinov, because um, I spoke Russian, and so he, w- he would just give like a little bit of different ideas. He was like, okay, well, what about if, um, you know, you act like, well, I can't even remember all the different, or like, he, he created so much of what our character was hmm. with me and Rusev. Um, he was like, go watch Game of Thrones, your Khaleesi and the mm. dragons calming the storm. Interesting. I can't do his voice, Yeah, yeah but that's an interesting But, thought. like, so many different things of him being like, you know, you're the person that controls this monster. Mm. And, um... You're the dragon. 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's the dragon. <laughs> and um, then he would, once we got that down, he would give like a couple other, he would be like, okay, well, we'll try something a little bit light. And so we would start doing a little bit more lighthearted stuff. And I, I'll never forget, like, these are perfect examples of like tweaks of, um, you know, it would be like me being like, Rusev, don't play video games. Don't play video games. And then he would go off and then I would just like go off too. And he would be like, no, at the end of that promo, you need to start playing the video game. He goes off and then he leaves and then you look around and you start playing the video game. And it's like those small little things start to develop human nature and really storytelling because like it starts becoming more of a complex character mm -hmm. and we as people are complex characters so i think that's one of the biggest things i learned from him is how can i create a complex human because that's reflects we're storytellers and that's reflecting that's a great point of how we are in everyday life we're not one dimensional mm -hmm. we're multi-dimensional it's very intelligent so, you know that's a very smart thing yeah i think that's one thing you know with dream when when he passed away it's like wow have they replaced you yeah. can't replace a guy they like can't. that you know i mean there, there's a few guys that might have but he was so like you said there's nothing wrong with having a lot of ideas. Some yeah. of them work, some of them don't, yeah. but but it's the confidence to give them all. Mm -hmm. Like, baby, you're gonna be a genie, baby. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, it doesn't work, but the, he conned you into yeah. trying it, yes. and that's half the battle, because yeah. sometimes you con somebody into trying something, and lo and behold, it works huge. But I think sometimes having the confidence to do that mm -hmm. is a rare thing that Dusty had that not a lot of guys do have, you know? And putting you guys together, once again, like you mentioned, uh, you got hurt all these times, he was waiting for you. Like, it's a perfect match, because these characters that you're playing are extensions of your real character yes. and, and did Dusty put you guys together at first yeah he put us I mean literally my first promo class afterwards I went up to him and he was like going either work with Rusinoff and then we just we <laughs> we played around with several things for like a month or two so many, um, so many different things and as far as what the relationship would be or what the characters would be we, or we went to this comedy room yeah we did a lot more comedy I, I think when I started in NXT I just I, I come in LA had did a lot of um, stuff with growling mm -hmm. oh I did growlings too and comedy yeah. and so like I all the characters I did and Dusty would always be cracking up because he's like you're putting on a whole sitcom like it wasn't a minute promo I was doing I was having like seven people in it and a full-on like seven minutes yeah and I think I always was more I was so I'm a, such a light-hearted happy person I couldn't find myself being basically the bitch Mm -hmm. you know and uh <laughs> <laughs> what the intense person and so all our stuff that in you know first of Miro is really really funny very funny and so everything very funny. that we were doing was more comedy driven but see it's just but that's why this 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 duo of you guys it it works and why there's so much longevity to it because it's not one dimensional russian rocky 5 rocky 4 whatever it was for example, last week when you came out, or two weeks, or last month, whenever this airs, with Sean, and you came out, I, Lana, my wife should be in this movie, and it's like, well, you don't understand, the movie's already made. No, she needs to be in this movie, and it's funny, and that's, your character has a lot of dimensions between the two of you, and when it comes time to kick somebody's ass, that's there as well. We know that, we see that, but it's the other side of the coin that gives you longevity yeah. as an act, yeah. and as a performer. You know, you have that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I always appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, but even like I said, like the handsome Rusev is hilarious. So you know, it's, 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 it's trending. A, it, of course, but yeah. It, it, but that, but that's, but that's the secret, and it's something that you guys have yeah. this natural chemistry that you're able to try a bunch of different things that maybe people 
because you see it quite often when they put a girl and a guy together and it does not work. Mm. That's why it works with you guys. It works yeah. with Miz and Maurice. Like it's actual real chemistry. Yeah. That's good for you guys. True. Did you? What did you think when you first got put with, with Lana? Did you, did you did you see her across the crowded room from the start, or was it kind of like well, I don't want to go with a girl? Or so I met her the first day at NXT when it opened. Uh, you know, open doors of PC, and I met her. She doesn't remember me because <laughs> the next day I went to Tan and I see this girl and me and my friend attending, and we saw her, and she was talking. And I'm, what did you say? Did you say well, something? Well, I, I, they were big guys, and so oh, I'm like, yeah. what She's are like, you? are you guys wrestlers? I'm like, whoa, why you got a stereotype? Whoa, whoa. And we thought that she was a stripper. <laughs> well, she's a dancer. Uh, yeah. she's, she's a form of a dancer, right? Strippers are dancers. Um, so that's how we started talking, and she's like, oh, no, I'm in, you know, WWE. I'm like, oh, we're there, too, and we met, remember? Well, I, I started messing with them because they were like, I was like, what are you guys, are wrestlers? And they got Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, obviously, oh, you know, um, I was like, oh, I'm an entertainer. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, whatever. I'm like, I'm think I'm a dancer. Later. I'm gonna mess with them. <laughs> but you were already working in WWE. You guys were both already there, but you yeah. hadn't seen each other yet. No, we did. Oh, the but you before. Oh, but she didn't remember. She doesn't remember. <laughs> And I'm watching, I'm like, we met her yesterday. She works in the same place as we Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she had no idea who we were. Right. And, uh, but I think, like, just because I'm from Bulgaria, she's Latvian, so we kind of grew up in the same way. That's why we clicked right away. Mm-hmm. She became my best friend right away, and we were talking and texting all the time and all that. And uh, eventually, little by little, you know, once we start working together together, um, you know, and you spend more time with somebody. Mm. I would make him um, come over all the time because I was like, we have to work on our promos. <laughs> it's like, can't we just, you know? No. I'm like, no, come over. It's like, uh, were you hassling it for Rusev, you dummy? Work all these things down. She's inviting you to come over to work on promos. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's do homework. But we did. She meant it. <laughs> I'll go home. I'm like, yeah. When, when, when did you finally, uh, did you ever ask her on a date at some point? Or like, oh, we got to go to dinner and work on promos. What did we do? Uh, we, kissed, we kissed at some point. Oh, okay. And then, the, oh, the American thing happened. So we kissed, and we're hanging out, you know, we were like boyfriend and girlfriend in my book. <laughs> but then oh, one yeah. day, she goes and says, what did you say? Are we, are we together? I'm like, what do you think we've been doing for the past four months? <laughs> We never officially asked. What is that even supposed to mean? I never understood that. In I don't my know. country, when you kiss somebody for four months, every day straight, I'm damn sure you're boyfriend girlfriend. I mean, what else do you need? But that's a girl thing, though. She wants to know for sure, right? Yeah, I was like, I didn't assume. In America, you can't assume anything. It's like, well, what's wrong with you? What type of man would I be? Like, oh, wow. I'll kiss you and I'll go kiss somebody else. Oh. Come on. He's an honest man here, right? When you guys first came into WWE, how was that? Were you called up? Was it fairly quickly after they put you together as an act? Yeah, so uh, before I joined her, I was uh, I was a little bit in the role. I finally found my groove in the ring. I got my new gear going. I started cutting some sheet promos back in the day, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. And then when she came and, you know, um, Dream put us together, I think it was... 
Well, it was like we, we did the comedy stuff for a little bit and then I remember Hunter saw it and he pulled me aside and he was like, I want you to try something serious. I want you to try something serious. I want you to try some different hairstyles, some different outfits. I want you to try an accent. So she showed up like George Washington the first time. What? Yeah, it's a real funny picture they have in the uh, performance center. Basically, it's like, I, put, I roll my hair like this. I look like George Washington. They put a picture of George Washington and me. Because I had like a button-up blouse that had a little handkerchief. Like the little kind of side bun curl things yes. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you um, riding horses? Are you good, right? What's happening? I was trying different But just trying different things, exactly. right? And more serious. Exactly. Mm. And um, But then he, sh- um, I was in Pitch Perfect, and I showed a picture of me being one of the Bart and Bellas where my hair was pinned oh, up okay. and we were buttoned up in little suits and like tight skirts and he was like that's the look that's mm. it and we just started doing it and I it was I was super serious and literally after doing a couple of weeks of serious promos I was put on NXT TV with him as his manager mm. and then that was September and then in January it was actually yesterday I was writing in my journal and I was just writing how thankful I am because I remember it was that Royal Rumble 2014 we came up here and they Vince loved um, Rusev like was like yeah I want the monster and we had been a gimmick together in NXT and everyone loved us together as a gimmick and I remember Hunter pulling me aside and he's like Vince is still deciding does he want Rusev by himself or does he want him with you and he's like so I just want to be honest with you up front we don't know and um, we're all f- fighting for it like we think you guys are special as a unit and I remember my heart just dropping mm. and being like oh my god Oh, oh yeah, for both of you guys, right? And yeah. um, but I'm like, I'm just gonna have a good attitude. Everything works out. If this is supposed to happen, I'm, I'm it's gonna happen. And so the next week, we film vignettes, photos, everything, everything him by himself, and then everything us together. And then that Thursday, Hunter showed up and he pulls out the. He goes, "This is what Vince um, chose." And you see Rusa standing there by himself, and then all of a sudden, you see my hand on his chest. Oh. And I, I appear. And I'm like, yes, we went together. <laughs> but also, we still didn't know because I had I did a, a live event by myself. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then the rumble was on Sunday. Yeah. And she was not even booked to be there. Yeah. So it was just me. I'm like, oh, man, does that mean it's just me or what's happening? And then they flew you in the yeah, last Yeah, they literally minute. called me. They pulled wow. me out of practice and said they need you. They don't know for sure, if, but they need you to be there. Like that day or the day yeah, before? Literally or? the day before. Mm. So it was like Saturday I had to fly out and was like they pulled me out of Friday practice and was like go get ready you're gonna be flying out early because well, we know that can happen we saw it with uh with big Cass and uh, enzo and carmella so they, yeah. they there yeah. are times when that doesn't they don't 100%. make the transition so you debuted at royal rumble i debuted at the rumble. wow because i remember that um that wrestlemania you came in hot you went into a program right with cena i think pretty close right that's the following that's was the, the following, following year oh that was 15 yeah. Okay, wow, okay. So yeah. I did 14 the Rumble, then we we're off. We just did vignettes uh, on TV until Mania. Mm-hmm. For, so we debuted the day after Mania. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Then we went undefeated, beat all kinds of people, and then we did Cena at Mania. Then. How was that for you, you know, once again, talking about, you know, when you were in third grade in Bulgaria, you want to, you're watching these, you know, black uh, underground tapes, and now finally you're in the WWE. That must have been. Uh, quite a feeling for you. Yeah, it was it was, it was surreal. You know? Yeah, Just like the rumble because you know rumble is a big deal with debut on it. And it's like whoa, like really? Because I had no idea. I showed up for it. I thought I'm just gonna be 
And I had Mark Carano telling the relationship, like, ah, oh, we don't know if you're going to be in it or not. So I'm like, okay, so I just sit back. And then they say that, yeah, I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I feel like this is the first year that NXT guy, or maybe not, second time that NXT guy debuted there. Mm-hmm. So I was really, really excited. And because even though nobody knows you, you just show up, like, people are like, oh, who's that guy? Because even on NXT TV, we were not that much on it. Because I feel like they protected us more. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so do you have still have friends back in, in Bulgaria or your, or your family? Like, were they yeah. excited uh, for you? I'm here all by myself. Uh, everybody's back home, friends, family. But they must have been happy for you. Do they, can they see the Royal Rumble in Bulgaria? I'm sure, right? Yeah, it's not, yeah, the, yeah. It's not the Ice Ages. And we have now, it's a pretty big uh, wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah. Do you have TV in Bulgaria? <laughs> Do you have running water there? The coolest thing that I think I've done <laughs> is like shooting those for the cable TV, watch Raw, you know, on this boat. We, I had to do it in Bulgaria like a couple of weeks ago for them to promote it on TV. Mm-hmm. And it felt so good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because I go out there and I go, oh, he's the true American hero. But it's like he is the um, um, a form of American hero because he... The American dream. The American dream. And he he came from nowhere. And he I think he's such a representative of like all the underprivileged kids and kids that come from like poor towns or poor cities and I mean Bulgaria is a, the amount of people that live in Bulgaria is smaller than the amount of people in New York City mm-hmm. and it's like such an example of like what this is the land of the, the the free and land of opportunity of like if you come here and you pursue passionately your dreams and you don't give up and you're resilient like you can create a better life for yourself sure I mean Gene Simmons says that he's the embodiment of the American dream because yeah. he moved to New York City from Israel at four years old mm-hmm. couldn't speak English and now created this whole empire yeah. you know it, it is really the truth like mm-hmm. you are the poster boy for what America stands for yeah. in a lot of ways you know true. but I still get booed <laughs> well, that's okay, because you're supposed to. You're supposed to. This handsome Rusev thing, though, you keep this up, man. Let's talk about, about uh, we, we, I joke about it sometimes, but one of my favorite things th- that I've seen of yours is when you did have the WrestleMania against Cena, which is huge. And working with Cena at WrestleMania is like working with Undertaker or somebody, you know it's going to have a spotlight, and you have this amazing ring entrance, <laughs> which I believe, was it in Detroit, or where was WrestleMania that year? Oh, 50, San Jose. San Jose. With, like, tell me about that. Like, how did that all come to be, and what did you think about the tanks and everything so we've been joking about this for a long time yeah because you know oh Cena and Mania we're gonna have like army and all that <laughs> and then the day of came like before they go to the stadium and there's this tank I'm like what is this what? yeah this is part of your entrance I'm like what <laughs> like I couldn't even like my mind couldn't be and they said yeah we're gonna have these guns and we're gonna have these people with the flag you know with the uniforms and I was just like, whoa, this is not happening. This is like, <laughs> like this is like, you know, you can you can only imagine these things, but actually when it comes yeah. to life, mm-hmm. it's like, you get like, sure. It's yeah. like, whoa. Because they had like kind of a platoon of soldiers kind of marching yeah. and you in the back in the tank, right? I was on the side of the tank. She walked in front of the soldiers with the title, with the flag. That's so cool. On stage with the guns and they're shooting. <laughs> It was amazing, just amazing. The spectacle of WrestleMania come to life, right? I feel like that got to be one of the best entries of all time. I, I remember it, like I said. I think so. It's yeah. one of them. Yeah. You know, just the concept of we've always had, you know, Steve used to drive the Zamboni or yeah. Del Rio had the car, but a freaking tank. I mean, that's that's pretty badass, you know? It's a tank. It was it was great. It was, it, yeah. Did you ever have any problems? Because when you first came in, you were a Russian, right? 
I was Bulgarian. Okay, Bulgarian. Okay, so they never actually said that you were Russian. No, no, no. I was the Russian Russian. He was Bulgarian, and then um, Vince wanted him to start residing in Russia, and so that for that year. Like him off there, I'll fly to Russia, live there, and come back. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't. Yeah. The Bulgarian didn't have. Were they angry at you for residing in Russia? No, they were okay. fine. But you know what? Russia does that. You know, America does that. They get different athletes from different parts of the world. They make them American. They're, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much what sure, we Sure, 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 sure. But sometimes our people, like our audience, don't don't get that. Oh, you're Russian or you're Bulgarian. Like, no, mm. it's in the story. Just listen and yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still Bulgarian. I just fight for Russia for Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, though, I, I, we, we talked about this earlier, but at this point in time, I mean, you, you're a humble guy, but you're probably the most well-known Bulgarian in the world. Uh, yeah, probably. I must right? be one of them. Yeah, I I think I did. A, I have a lot of successful. My career has been successful in the United States of America. Not many people have. See, that's I used to say that to Kali all the time. Like you're probably the most famous guy from India in the world because if you make it in the states and in this company, you're all over the place. You're on TV in Thailand and in, you know, Luxembourg and wherever the hell it is. Still a lot of people frown upon a little bit. I had so much backlash because... Uh, from what? Before the next day, I used to come over with the Bulgarian anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were like, oh, why are you embarrassing the anthem? How am I... How is that embarrassing the anthem? Country, like, right. Oh, this is... Uh, blah 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 and, and then I changed the answer to something else like why did you change the anthem like you can't make anybody happy and it's really annoying because I have a freaking tattoo of Bulgaria on my shoulder you know I'm proud of it yeah that's I, just people who complain about yeah. everything though right it's, it's just so annoying people hate all the time it's like why can't you be happy for your country mm-hmm. sure sure we have we have a really big tennis player right now Grigor Dimitrov he was, uh, he just played the Australian Open. Mm. He lost in the semi-final to, uh, to Nadal. Mm-hmm. So he's really famous. Okay. All but right. nobody goes like, oh, this, why did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't gang up on me. Like, I'm representing <laughs> us. I'm doing a good thing. People complain about everything. But Lana, you mentioned that you were talking about training at the PC. You still are training. You, you, yes. Do you want to eventually wrestle? Yes. Would you like to do that? Yes, I love wrestling. Because um, you have wrestled on, on live events. I've seen a lot of like, yes. tag team matches and that sort of I thing. Six, six. Yeah. Well, my debut was at wrestling. Oh, that's right. Last year, right? Yes. Gotcha. Sorry, yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. That was that was my first live match ever. Your first live match, first live match in WrestleMania. Yeah. Wow. Like record break, 101,000 people. I was so nervous. I was my heart pounding so much um but it was great because then you know they now allow me to work live events they just wanted that first match to be on tv um so i was working live events for a while and tag matches but now i'm going to nxt in the performance center and i work singles down there Mm -hmm. um so i love it it's so much fun how was that for you as a performer rusev we asked how it was for lana to see you wrestle how was it for you to watch her wrestling oh so nervous yeah you're nervous too right I'm never nervous for my matches. Yeah. Only probably against Cena and Mania because it's my first big event. Yeah. I was nervous. But usually I'm, I'm okay. I'm very confident in my skills and my abilities, so I, right. I don't really get nervous. But watching her, because you have no control. Like, if you're there, I can control. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can't control it, so it's like... Oh, what's the book? What's the book? What? But everything went great. She did amazing, and it's... I'm, I was very, very proud of her. Mm. Well, he, you know, he's like the the... You know, 
At first, they didn't want me that would get nervous me wrestling because they didn't want me to get hurt, of course. But then also, he's he's very Bulgarian, and whenever he, he'll help me train or whatever, he'll be like, "That was terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> that was awful. Ever or whatever. You, I think you're like this, this. Hit the I can be the American and be like, "Oh, there's a medal for last play." <laughs> or you can actually work for it the first play. Participation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She broke her wrist in practice, mm. getting ready for the SummerSlam match, right? Yeah. Or whatever match was. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's hard because, again, you have no control and she's in all that pain and it's like, I feel so bad because mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of a my fault, but it's not, but it's... That's the thing. We're both in a physical job, where yeah. you know. Now, I, I, how do you how do you guys work together? For example, if uh, you're going to be doing a promo, like let's say the Shawn Michaels one or Handsome Rusev, are you guys writing some of this stuff, or are they giving you some ideas? And because obviously you have the chemistry and kind of know what each one of you wants to do. They always give us like an idea, and then we go from there. Like she likes fixing everything. I like to rewrite a lot of the things <laughs> um, as much as they allow us to rewrite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I just think we know our our character. I mean, we, we've created these characters, ultimately, so it's like, okay, this is the idea of what you guys want us to do, great, like, let's make it our own, and, you know, it always, every week, we end up, trend well, I should be like, Rusev ends up trending, but it's like something that we, oh, shucks. we written in there, like, I remember when we did the whole family promo of being like, that was great Mama too. Rusev, and, you know, doing everything, uh, putting these lines in that end up trending he came up with handsome Rusev I guess that one but a lot of these things yeah. a lot of times I like I go with that I go in a promo by thinking of saying something and I say completely something else uh -huh. yeah. and it comes out better yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you did the family promo with the pictures of your family that was your actual family yeah. yes that's great yeah. I had to you know tell my mom she sent me the pictures and yeah. we put them up there I remember I was with Vince talking about something else and they brought in the, like, it was one of the things we were having a real serious discussion and they brought in the pictures of, of, of the family <laughs> and looking at that and, and I remember we were looking at it and uh, I was like that lady doesn't look like Bulgarian enough. Like she needs to be bigger. And he's like, no, that's his real mom. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like fake pictures. Like you want to get a big lady with a big babushka on or something. It's like, no, that's his real mom. I'm like, oh, great. That's perfect. L lovely woman. Something like my Russian lawyer like, <laughs> yeah, a couple of years yeah. ago. <laughs> it, it, you know, this is WWE. So if it's Russian, it has to be super Russian, yeah. right? Super Japanese, super Mexican, whatever it is. Super Canadian. That's great. Well, as, as we wind down, uh, you, uh, you guys, it's fun because you came in huge. You talk about working with Cena. Then you go down. You break up for a bit. You're with Dolph. You do the League of Nations. Now you're back together again. Are you guys excited and happy with what you've been doing and looking forward to, to, to where it takes you? Uh, I mean, I'm very ecstatic. I think everything, you know, you have to, life comes in waves and it's not just WWE, but like you have to appreciate all the forms of the, the low ties and the high ties. Which we've talked about in the past, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's so important. Like that's a part of the journey. It's not about, I know that we say it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, mm -hmm. but like the more that as human beings, we can really appreciate the journey, then we're going to be so much happier mm -hmm. in life. And But we just, a couple of days ago, we were watching the we were watching the tank and we were watching that uh, WrestleMania match and they said something on the lines of like Lana, like we had gotten a storyline. We had, I went to go do the movie and we had gotten a fight 
and I begged for him to like forgive me so I could stand in his corner. And I was like, wow, we are so lucky and to have at least that thread. Like the one thing that we've had the last, since we debuted the three and a half years is that we have the thread of each other. It's mm -hmm. either, if either we're together or we're fighting or arguing or one person's doing one thing or forgiving each other or married or mm. going through cakes. It's like, that's the common thread. And so I think that's great storytelling. Mm. And that's if you watch uh, soap opera or Game of Thrones or, you know, Walking Dead, it's like the, 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 the things that you connect with are like a threaded story. Sure. And so I'm really, really thankful that we have that to... Well, yeah, and that's why it works. Like you said, like you yeah. guys really have found your characters, and there's such an upside. And there is sometimes you work in the main event, sometimes you work in the opening match, and everywhere in between. But as long as you have that, that chemistry and know your characters, that's the most important thing. Yeah. We still have fun all the time. Yeah, yeah. we have fun for the next ten years or what? Well, not. I don't care. Like I can do it all. Are you guys good travelers together? Well, she's on her phone. I'm driving. <laughs> but can you get up? Like you're both morning people. Does one not want to get? She's not. I always have to drag her out. <laughs> um, I love sleep. Always. Oh, and I always have to tell her to go to sleep because she's always on her phone. I'm not so I have to say, okay, the day is over. Take off the phone. And she's gotta go. She's like a baby. <laughs> she's your baby. She's my baby. Well, Gotta... He's, he's bossy. He will be like, the day is over. Turn off lights now. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. then she won't be able to wake up and it's my fault. I couldn't sleep. Well, freaking put the phone down and go to sleep. <laughs> what, 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 what does machka mean? Machka means crush. Crush. That's great. That's Bulgarian. It's very Bulgarian. Love it. Love it. Last question. For, it's a two-part one for you. What's your favorite match you've ever had? That I ever had? Yeah, if you had to pick one. Oh, I don't know. Is the one that stands out in your head? Like for as a moment for you? I really like the match. Me and Cena, I think it was the I quit match. Mm. I really like that one. We fought all over the place for maybe like 35 minutes or whatnot. But you have so many great matches. Mm -hmm. You know, with Roman, we had great all oh, the oh. cell match. I love That was a great match. Was with the stairs, he speared you off the stairs. Yeah, that yeah. was my first cell match, and I really, really like that one. It's... You guys had great chemistry. It was really good, yeah. Yeah, those two are probably the ones that stand out. And Lana, what's your favorite uh, like promo that you've been involved in or your favorite segment, if one of them stands out? Is there a few? Gosh, I don't know. There's, I've had so many fun ones, but I really think I like feuding with Rusev. Mm. That was fun. I think that um, our promos, our promos are always great. I think we have always <laughs> amazing promos, but uh, I think when we feud it, it's just so fun. We would be cracking up, like tweeting each other and like laughing and just out there. I feel, I feel like we're both good. At really good at promos and so when you're able it's like having a match with someone that's mm -hmm. great two people get in the ring when they're great and I think that's when we have we're able to do go at it in each other it's just like I watch those promos back and it's like the place was just erupting <laughs> yeah. so I, would, I think um, maybe specific one of my favorite ones was when um, he was supposed to apologize to me and it was right after I think it was the right after I had kissed Dolph and it was the next week I think and 
and he was on, out there begging for me to come out, begging, please, oh woman, come out here, please. And he goes, I can't, I, I can't apologize. This is not what I do for my country. And um, but before he does that, like he hugs us, hugs me, and you think he's gonna say I love you, and then he goes, I just need you to say two words. I was wrong. Or three, <laughs> those three little words. Those three little words. Three little words. That's what What's I your favorite? Uh, probably, uh, like you said, so many. I could probably list a hundred, but the one that always comes to mind is uh, Michaels versus Jericho ladder match for the world title uh, in Portland. I think it was called No Way Out or something like that. And the reason why is because it was the culmination of this seven-month feud that was just supposed to be a one-night thing that ended up going seven months for the world title. And just to show how the story progressed and how you, how you tell this wicked story that really took over. And then the match was amazing too, but so it was the combination of the match and the story that led up to it. That's, I think, why that, that one will always be my favorite that comes to mind first off. So It's great, your first podcast. You guys uh, did great. How do you say thank you in Bulgarian? Bogodaria. Bogodaria. Blagodaria. Blagodaria. Yeah, there All right. you go. Machka. Hey. Machka. <laughs> Thanks again to Rusev and Lana for doing the debut podcast right here in Talk is Jericho. They were tremendous. Great stories. Uh, Rusev, handsome Rusev, is an awesome storyteller, and they're uh, good people as well. So thanks to them for joining us, and thanks to you for supporting all the great Talk is Jericho sponsors, including the OG sponsor, Amazon. Easiest way to support this show. You can find them Amazon links at podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Remember, i got Amazon links for USA, UK, Canada, A. Every time you use them links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage of the show to help us cover production costs. No hidden fees or extra charges. Buy anything you want. Post a picture of it on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho. I will retweet you and I'll follow you, okay? Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Join us on Amazon and join us on the Jericho network, uh, which is a huge success uh, on podcast one. That's thanks to you guys. The, the huge show is five days of scary, scary tales with beyond the darkness. And what a schedule they had this week. They had a, uh, a date with Satan and they had a story, uh, a guy called dark waters telling a bunch of stuff. They had uh, supernatural news. They had haunted houses. These guys are covering the gamut when it comes to the paranormal shows. I love it. Dave Schrader, Tim Dennis, uh, one of the hit hit shows here on the, on, uh, on the, on the Jericho Network five days a week. Don't forget Team Tiger Awesome dropping new laughs every Sunday. This week they're talking about how do you have sex with a superhero. Makes sense. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus on Tuesdays. They are talking about uh, well all things wrestling in a very, very uh, uh, intelligent manner. Much more intelligent than I am. And of course, Keeping It 100 with Conan. This week they got Jeff, Jeff Jarrett discussing the Super Bowl. Uh, Disco Inferno's in, in an argument with somebody else. He's always in trouble with somebody. Great show. Hilarious. Shane Helms is on this week. Who to Guerrera, uh, good stuff uh, from the flagship show. And come on Monday, fe- uh, February 27th, we're launching Jericho Network show number five. Hit me up on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho if you have some guesses who it's going to be. It is one of my old former uh, workmates, shall we say. So, um, and he's hilarious. He's quite a talker. He's known for being a great, great talker. As soon as you hear it, you know exactly who it's going to be and you're going to be excited about this guy. He's number five. So, you're going to get a preview of him very soon, probably next week. And 
in the meantime, please hit subscribe at iTunes and all the other fine uh, shows on the Jericho Network so you never miss a single show of any of the shows on my network or on Talk is Jericho. And leave us all a rating and review as well. And remember, speaking of reviews, you're going to love the reviews for the uh, biggest podcast ever. Biggest podcast ever. Biggest podcast ever. Talk about Mick Foley when he joins Talk is Jericho. We're less than one month away. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. Uh, you're going to love it. And you're also going to love the 60-second AP News headline coming up next. And you're going to love next Wednesday when Team Tiger Awesome returns to Talk is Jericho. And it's High School Confidential. We're talking about our experiences in high school with Mundy truly engaged. You know how ridiculous they are. High School Confidential with Team Tiger Awesome coming up next Wednesday. In the meantime and in between time, have a tremendous weekend. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.